0: Hi, Theory Welcome to High Theory In this podcast we get high on the substance of theory I'm Sharunik Bosu And I'm Kim Adams We are two tired academics trying to save critique from itself Today, I am speaking with Marquise Bay about Black trans feminism. Marquise, can I ask you to introduce yourself? Absolutely. So, my name is Marquise Bay, and I am assistant professor of African American studies and English, as well as core faculty and advisory board member of critical theory and gender and sexuality studies at Northwestern University. And my work, broadly speaking, concerns transgender and non-binary studies, Black feminist theory, abolition, philosophy, and contemporary African-American literature. But more specifically, I'm interested in and committed to thinking about how we how we might exceed and interrogate and irrevere. Uh, That's the word I've been coming to again and again, Uh, how we might be irreverent toward various kinds of taxonomies and categorizations that are imposed onto us before we have any say in that, before we even become an us. I think about and ask questions about what it might mean to do away with notions of ontology or the subject or more readily recognizable gender and the gender binary or the category of the human And I've explored these questions in my publication, most recently a monograph entitled Black Trans Feminism, which is published with Duke University Press. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. And it's coming out super soon. Yes, yes, it is. I'm so excited, so excited. That means that you are the best person to answer this question (laughs) What the heck is Black Trans Feminism? I typically try to answer this question uh, by first saying what black trans feminism is not uh, because there's a the way that many might assume what it might be because some or all of the terms are somewhat familiar to them. So, black trans feminism is not simply to emphasize or talk about black trans women. Black trans feminism is not just an amalgam of the thing that black trans women have said or done, but instead, for me, and the way that I theorize and think about it, with the intellectual and sociopolitical help of a variety of others, Black trans feminism is more akin to a posture or a disposition or modality. When I say Black trans feminism and try to promote that, I'm speaking about a politics, a mode of doing and agitation and engendering at the very limits of ontology, or ontology being the question of being, what it means to be, what parameters have been imposed as the scope of being. I'm speaking about a practice that seeks to unstitch the fabric of various kinds of institutions and ideas about personhood. I'm speaking about how we subversively, interrogatively, Unrelate to power's grasp. That's that's how I think about Black trans feminism. It's modality in a way of inhabiting and exhabiting the world and all the categorizations and discourses that attend to that world. And it's not simply an identity that one holds or possesses. So that's kind of what Black trans feminism is not. And the fundament of Black trans feminism, then I would argue and have argued, is a pervasive notion of both abolition and radicality. The radical, for me, is not how it's been previously thought, uh, which is etymologically going back to the roots. I'm actually not so enthralled by the roots and rootedness because my purview is more speculative and excessive, if you will. So radicality in my project is, in fact, a vitiation of roots and rootedness. It's in part also problematic to assume that we need to, that we must adhere to what the roots say and demand of us. That's also part of the circumscription that we're encountering and that it's been imposed upon us. So I understand radicality as as thinking about how we ought not to venerate the roots uh, and just water the trees. How actually to imagine ourselves outside of that taxonomic system, which implies that we need to be part of that categorical scale. How can we be unenthralled with the fixity of trees and roots and desire something else? So that's radicality to me, and that's one of the kind of underlying tenets of black trans feminism. And then abolition, for me, the other fundament of black trans feminism, is robust and burly as I understand it. It allows us to know that we cannot hold on to some of the things that are ultimately violences and colonial impositions, even if they are familiar and feel good. Uh, and I'm reminded here of Saidiya Hartman, who says that this kind of project makes everyone freer than they actually want to be. So abolition, or at least the kind that I envision, will make us freer than we might want to be because it's an abolition, not just of obviously bad things like prisons or racist institutions, but rather it's a constant practice of eradicating modes of carcerality and how we conceive of gender, of race, of personhood, how we conceive of of our relations with other people or history or traditions. So abolition seeks also to vitiate and undermine that as well, because in that we uncover or enact the kind of freedom we might only be able to dream of. So that's how I'm understanding Black trans feminism via all of that. How do I use Black trans feminism? As someone who traffics in the abstract and philosophical, I'm not always very good at, um, but it's a great question nonetheless. So I think the brief answer would be that we we use it generously, by which I mean we allow it to sit with us and live with us. It's not a thing we deploy only in moments of intense struggle or political agitation. It emphasizes the quotidian and the quiet because it's not about those spectacularized moments. It's about those constant tinkerings and tremors that move us in different ways and ask us to move differently in relation to others. We do this by reconfiguring how we make friends, how we talk to people. Do we gender them before we even know them, or do we suspend gendered assumptions? Do we only commit to these politics or movements because we we think the people in them look like us, or do we commit because of the aims and goals and imagined futures that it espouses? Do we rail against the system, or do we carve out pockets of joy and life live otherwise. So so Black trans feminism asks us to do these things. It may not be about erecting something at all necessarily. It might be, I think, much more fruitful and interesting to think of how we can come to something like what we might have been through radicality and abolition, through a project not of putting things together necessarily, but of viewing the gloriousness of how things fall apart and fall away because in the shards lying there is to me a mosaic of pieces. You can you can pick up and carry it with you, fondle it in your hand, you can tuck it in your pocket, discard it, you can stomp on the shards and grind them into smaller pieces, or you can step over them and walk into the sunset. That's how we use black trans feminism capaciously, graciously, in the in the ways that we can, allowing it to open us up to asking different Questions and being different kinds of things, and think and say things that may not have been thinkable or sayable. That's how I think we can use Black trans feminism in a really capacious and generous sense. One of the things you suggested is that we might use this to rethink our relationships Absolutely. with others. Yeah. So it seems to me that oftentimes our relationships with other people are predicated on the various categories and logics that have been imposed upon us. And so even in the way that we relate to Friends and loved ones, we so often operate on logics that come from coloniality, come from white supremacy, come from various kinds of capitalistic investments. Uh, And I think black trans feminism would then allow us to get outside of those things, to think much, much more radically. I think about how um, my relationship to a loved one should not be predicated on that loved one's ability to adhere to traditional family values or that I can extract certain kinds of labor from them, emotional and physical labor. Or do I think about them as someone who is worthy of being loved, worthy of being encountered on grounds that they self-determine? That's, I think, a real way that we might interact with people on different kinds of grounds. It's not simply about extracting or expecting certain things that ultimately adhere to the violent ways that we categorize people. How we can open ourselves up to uh, other people being and doing and emerging on grounds that are otherwise than what we have right now there are ways that other people that we're in relation with also assume that they need to adhere to certain kinds of guidelines and requisites if we engage them on terms that are i think ultimately that abolish the terms of coloniality white supremacy etc that also allows them to express themselves and experience themselves on in ways that don't have to adhere to those things so it's a reciprocal project as well might be really scary for a lot of people right it is is. it's so scary yeah because if you get rid of all those structures it's like you know those were the things that are Mm -hmm. holding the subject together and if they're gone you worry, is there a self? Uh, that's, that's the question. That's the question. So one of the absolutely crucial things about what I attempt to do in Black Trans Feminism is to heed and acknowledge that fear, that feeling of what else do I have? And so I've been asked this before in response to The kind of pervasiveness of the way I understand abolition, uh, the insistence on abolition. Someone asked me to my face, if we got rid of all these things, then what do I have left? And the response I have was everything else. We have everything else if we get rid of these things, because these things are, in fact, harming us, uh, limiting us, all the things that we might have been and might be. I still need to hold people's hands up because we want our hands held, absolutely. It's scary. It's absolutely terrifying to stare into the abyss. But I think if we leap, we will see that we float in this absolutely incredible, glorious openness of all these other possibilities for us. And that, to me, is joyous and exciting. But I write about these four poets, essayists, writers who are Black women, Black trans women, And the person who I think about in chapter five says something that is just super cool and interesting to me and gives me a kind of radical hope. So she's a black trans woman. Her name is Jay Dodd. And she relays an experience that she had. She says that, and I'm quoting almost verbatim, actually, her interview in which she says this because I've just read it so many times and have sat with it for so long. But she says that this dude at a party came up to her and asked her, are you a man or a woman? And she responds, I'm your question. That's as whole as I can be right now. So insofar as gender is an apparatus of capture and captivity, which is why the project of Black trans feminism has an abolitionist Relationship to it. But J. Dodd seeks and enacts and engenders an outside to that. And that's what intrigues me. You know, what's possible, and joyous, and lively on the outskirts of the very order that touts itself as having no outskirts. That's one enactment of Black trans feminism, saying to a society that asks of you and demands of you the either or of man or woman that we are, in fact, the very question that throws the categories into crisis. Uh, and I love that moment so much. That's something I attempt to continue to emerge through this really generative refusal of these violent binaries, etc. That's a great transition to our final question. So how will Black transfeminism save the world? For me, and this sounds a little bit fluffy, but I think it's deeply, deeply intellectually and sociopolitically rigorous because I think how it will save the world is to establish hope. Black trans feminism is deeply, deeply unapologetically Hopeful. Actually, the conclusion of the book is titled Hope Fugitive. And what I try to show is that this mode of thinking and doing necessitates hope. So in the face of retorts that might point to the pervasiveness of anti-Blackness and trans antagonism and white supremacy and all of these things, Black trans feminism asks different kinds of questions, like what of the underground ball scenes and clandestine gatherings where life is stolen? Uh, why does it seem that the modes of living That move beneath the radar of social and literal death do not register as representative of blackness and transness. Does not this very insistence on the mattering of our lives and livelihoods, of wanting something other than this, make a difference, however illegible it seems to the powers that be, which are not the only powers that matter, nor is power itself the only thing that needs to be appealed to. There are, to me, Black and trans and feminist worlds that have as their central aim our life and livelihood. It's not our aim instead to imagine otherwise and remake the world, as someone like Christina Sharp says, because how we are treated and what betides us is not the totality of our subjectivity. It's not the totality of our being. There are other ways to inhabit ourselves not beholden to colonialism uh, and white supremacy and heteronormativity and cisnormative modes of sense-making. And my interest is to attend to that always. So I think Black transfeminism can save the world by giving us a sense of hope. And that hope is in all the other things that we might be and might have been or not for these violences that presume that they are the only way that we can exist. That, I think, is how we might begin So wonderful. One of the things I absolutely love is like going back to texts from the 90s, 80s, 70s, and seeing all the cool things that could have been, uh, because of course, um, people are products of and kind of beholden to various things in their current times. Like seeing the ways that people try to branch out of those constrictions is always super cool and interesting to me and gives me actually a little bit more hope that we're not simply condemned to thinking in the language or the discourses that we are currently under. This kind of yearning for or this kind of move timid as it may be towards something something else even if it's flawed in a whole bunch of ways but there's still the insistence and the impulse to get outside of all these things and that's one of the things that i always look for that impulse to get outside is always really interesting and appealing marquis thank you so much for coming and speaking with us thank you so much for having this was an absolute delight and thank you for listening to high theory